0: Hey everyone, I just wanted to come on here and kind of give an overview on Transformers War for Cybertron Siege. Now I know some of you might be asking why I'm suddenly getting to it right now instead of months prior. Well, mostly because when it first came out, I was, you know, working and, you know, I just didn't have the time to, you know, really catch up on it as much as I should. I mean, yeah, I did do a review on the first episode, and you know, that's about it. And I would sporadically afterwards watch episode two in bits and pieces. But again, like I said, it's because I was working and there was other things going on. And also because like with what's going on right now, I had to work, I've had to basically try to find an opportunity to do some videos, work around the scheduling that I had. Um, Well, as you all know by now, I am no longer working at Walmart because we parted ways because of, you know, just stupid, stupidity on my stupidity on my part, and think I think uh, a little bit of uh, quick resolution on the part instead of just you know talking it out, figuring it out, figuring out another solution. So, anyway, you know, I now have the time to do so. And last night, after ordering some Mountain Mike's Pizza, I decided to uh, sit down and binge watch, as I check something here, alright, you know, I decided to sit down and binge watch the rest of the series, the rest of episode 2 and the rest of the series. And what I saw, I enjoyed. As a matter of fact, everybody from Rodimus Primal, Optibonimus, Zeranizerac. Black Knight Comedy, Andrew, Andrew Meadows, I mean, Andre Meadows, I should say, um, to many people, even Netflix, who hyped this series up and said, hey, you have to see this series, it's that good, were correct. They were absolutely correct in it because this series lived up to every expectation given to it. And one credit I do have to give Netflix, uh, and this is the truth, uh, one credit I have to give them, hold on for a sec. Drinking some coffee there, but one credit I have to give them is the fact that somebody over there uh, realized that the show was not was not the kind of show that would, you know, warrant a TV Y seven FV rating or TV PG rating. It was the kind of show that would warrant a TV fourteen rating because there's some imagery in here that you like. Whoa. I don't think they'd be able to get that past a TVY7 sensor or, an, or a TVPG sensor. And it's true, they wouldn't. You know, they wouldn't be able to do that. Because, like I said, there's some imagery in here that makes, it's really dark and really shocking. Uh, for example, there's, I think one scene was like the second to last, or the third to last episode. Fourth episode, I think, or fifth episode, one of them where Mirage has to disguise himself as the Decepticon, and he sees to kind of distract and throw off these hunters, if you will, these ro- these kind of like hunters, if you will, these Decepticon bounty hunters or whatever, these guys that just like to hunt for fun and then display the um, victories in disturbing ways. Well, basically, Mirage sees basically behind them and we and we kind of see it from his perspective a yard full looks like a trophy yard full of Autobot corpses strung on pierced through and strung on to these flagpoles like little like I said like trophies they're like displayed as trophies by these hunters Another thing, of course, we see is the death of Ultra Magnus. And the way he is killed is exactly as some people described it. It's very brutal. But that's not all they do with Ultra Magnus, because later on, after um, the Alpha Trion protocol seeps out, of, you know, extracts from his body and goes into Bumblebee, because Bumblebee proves to be trustworthy and everything, someone that could actually adapt you know, or utilize this information properly. Um, basically, what they do with Ultramagnus's corpse, thanks to Shockwave, is they utilize it as sort of a uh, how do I put this like a beam? It's, It's basically like an energy cipher that they or energy antenna, it's like a beacon, it's like a battery, if you will, but they use it to basically power up this virus to unleash this virus all across Cybertron and disable the the Autobot bases and defenses as well as shut down the as well as erase and destroy uh, the Alpha Triumph protocol within Bumblebee and it's uh yeah you got images like that you got you got a character. You got one of the female Autobots that we got to know in G1, uh, Moonracer, if you will. She gets killed off, but she doesn't get killed off by Decepticons. She gets killed off by Zombots in the Sea of Rust. Basically, they're on the search for the alpha, for the Allspark, and she gets killed off in the Sea of Rust by these Zombots to the point when Optimus tries to come to her aid, he's too late, because she's basically nothing more than a torso with a head, and because she's got so much, you know, damage done to her, and, you know, by these Zombots, she dies, she ends up dying, and I guess they leave her body there, um, in the area of where the spark was, because, you know, that's it, you know, she's, she can't be revived, even though erodimus primal at cato and atria prime said in their in a live stream they did back in august that it just didn't make sense that he couldn't use it to revive her but i guess that i think one of them says there's an explanation that she was killed by dark energon dark energon being the zombots so yeah you get a lot of characters some that you know about oh through g1 and other interpretations of transformers you know, like Moonraiser getting killed off. You even have Compactor, who's a Decepticon, turned good throughout in the series, get killed off by sacrificing himself to save Ratchet, who showed him kindness and all that. So you have that occurring. So yeah, there's a lot of characters, you know, no, very well-known characters and semi-known characters that are killed off. Some are used just as cannon fodder and all that. And... Overall, though, the... But besides that, overall, the show is actually pretty good. It's got some great character development uh, between the characters. You know, for, especially, you know, for Jetfire, Alita, Optimus, you know, Bumblebee. You know, you have all these characters. RC gets a bit of development. You know, you get all these characters getting some, getting the moments uh, to shine, and it's pretty cool to see. Uh, especially we get to see the developing relationship between Optimus and Alita, and it's basically basically it's acknowledged in a way that they are a couple, but because of Optimus's role as leader you know, he has to make tough decisions that she doesn't even agree with so overall though, it's uh, like I said, it's pretty good. good besides that, and it really gets you hyped up for what's to come in the next chapter, which is supposed to be I think based around either Beast Kingdom, which is Beast Wars, or Earthrise. So, 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 basically it looks really good. good. And um, I highly recommend checking it out if you haven't seen it yet. So, uh, overall though, that's all I could say on it. Uh, let me know what you guys think down below. Comment if you like. And I am out.